Hello and welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. My name is Robert and I'm your host. Uh, we talk with hairstylists from different backgrounds, hearing their experiences and perspectives about career-defining topics that are important to rising and transforming hairstylists. Uh, today, I'm talking with Ashley Gray. Ashley, will you please introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, I'm Ashley Gray. I own Ash Salon in Haymarket, Virginia. Um, I've been a hairdresser for about 15 years now, and I've been an owner of Ash Salon for about 40, almost four years. Um, I have, I think it's 28 employees now. And then I've got like several contractors as well that I contract out to do massage, Botox, microblading, things like that. Cool. Nice. 28. Look at mm -hmm. you. I had no idea. I thought, how many chairs do you have in your salon? 14 now. Nice. We added, we added two more since you've been out because of COVID. I had to like space them. Yeah. Right. Cool. If you're, if we're thinking about talking to a rising or a transforming stylist, uh, why don't you tell us if they were going to go and uh, get, look, they were interested in getting a job. Tell us about the process that they would go through in order to get the job from applying to actually starting. Okay. So I typically don't, I've never really, maybe once or twice put an ad out that I'm hiring. Um, I feel like most of the time I'll just get resumes from girls um, fresh out of school. Typically what happens is they'll send me a resume um, and I'll respond. And I like to see a little bit of their social media. Instagram is really important. Even if they're a new stylist, I just want to see that they have started that process because that really does help build their clientele. Um, and for me to document just where they're at. Cause I'm, I don't, I'm not necessarily when they're fresh out of hair school, I don't need them to be like perfect. I, I definitely want to be able to mold them. So um, I like to see their Instagram and then we'll usually schedule um, an interview, but I, I love when they reach back out. Like, have you, have you received my resume or okay. say something? If they, if they compliment the salon and they tell me why they want to work at my salon, that's really impressive to me. So then that already gets them like little brownie points. Um, okay. And then I will bring them in for an interview and we kind of go through like standard questions. We like to ask if they have looked at our website and what it is about the salon that makes them want to work there. Cause if they didn't even take the time to do that, I'm like, okay, then they're not that serious about it. So it's just like little details to show that they care. Totally. Okay, cool. Um, so someone, they, 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 uh, what they'll like hit you up and be like, are you hiring? And then you say, send us your resume or do people just walk in? I mean, of course COVID is an exception, but. Right. I've had both. Typically I'll just get, um, I'll either get DMS on, um, Instagram and then I send them to my professional email or a lot of times they just email, they must look on our website, which is good. And then they send their resume. Um, okay. We've had other people, like referrals and things like that. Now, a lot of times, like right now, I'm not hiring. I just had a girl apply this week that I liked her tenacity. And she like, she wrote this great cover letter. And I was like, okay, I'm interested in her, but I have no room for her. So we'll right. keep them on file. And I feel like usually every few months we need someone new. So yeah. as long if you make an impression, I feel like I'll keep your resume on file and eventually, hopefully I'll get around to being able to interview and bring you on. Um, that's interesting. I want to circle back to, but before uh, I, I want to know, okay, so I, so I'm, I'm interested in Ash Salon. I see you all online. I hit you up. I send you an email with my resume and, uh, and then you reach out to me for an interview. 
Okay, and then say the tell us a little bit about the interview. So I come in, I I I've done my research, I I have like an I made a positive impression. You are hiring, um, so how do I get from like you liking me at the interview to getting the job? Like, what's the next step? Okay, so are we, are we talking young, like young rising stylist? Right. Yeah, let's say rising. I kind of have like two different, like different ways of doing it for a stylist. You want to hear okay. both? Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, if they make a good impression, they're dressed nice, they look presentable, they have the look and everything. And they, I do a working interview. After I've done the initial interview, I have them come back in a few days and work a three to four hour shift. And I say, now's your time to show that you can hustle. I don't wanna see you in the back room on your phone. And they basically are just like an assistant. So they'll shadow one of my other ones, like one of my established ones and I'm looking for someone that doesn't sit around that already interacts well with the rest of the staff. Um, so it's kind of to ensure that we keep like this positive vibe in the salon. So I like doing that first. And so, like I said, that's like three or four hours. And then usually I know after that, if I want to hire them or not. So, and so first for, so once they've, let's say, then they pass the, the working interview. So then they basically, I'm not gonna have anyone fresh out of school, just put them right on the floor. I'm gonna have them go through our apprenticeship program. So they will assist master stylists. They'll either be their personal assistant for the day, certain days of the week, and then we, we filter it. So you get like one or two days of shadowing the masters, and then you get like two to three shifts of just more of the grunt work, you know, the cleaning, the shampoo, mixing color, all that kind of stuff for us. Okay. Um, okay. Sorry, go ahead. Keep and going. then they typically do that. And that's really, if, if this is someone that's already has a license, they've graduated from say Paul Mitchell or something, then it's just, I don't need them to get a certain amount of hours. I just need to gain trust in them. So then I'll just, you know, prog look at their progress. And um, we put them through classes every single Monday for all my apprentices. There's a different class every Monday with one of our masters. We all rotate teaching. Um, so usually about six months or so they're ready to have a day on the floor or two days on the floor. And that's kind of, that's kind of what's been happening now. I mean, it's cool. Okay. So let me do, I'm going to do like a, a real quick run through, just make sure I, and correct me if I'm wrong. So we have a great interview. Uh, you like me, I'm a rising stylist, uh, pretty fresh out of school within a year or so, uh, and you're like, okay, so I like you, uh, Robert, but I, I really, why don't you come in and work for three or four hours and uh, as like a trial, you get to know me, I get to know you. Is that right? Is that mm -hmm. what we're saying? See okay. if they like the pace. I put it like, I'm exactly like that. I want them to, them to be comfortable too. So I'm, I'm not just like, I'm just testing you. Right. Okay. So we get a chance to see each other for three or four hours. Uh, am I getting paid for these three or four hours? I always just give them cash at the end of the shift. Yeah. Okay. So, so I get to get paid and check you out. That's a pretty, pretty sick little deal just for everyone watching knows um, because like you could call that the interview process, but like since, since they come in for three or four hours, uh, I, I get to check you out and you check me out and you're like, you know, Robert, I think, uh, I think we'd love to have you if you would love to have us. And I'm like, yeah, I want to work here. And then that process will go on until I'm I'm ready 
to go on the floor. And if if it's uh, based on your assessment, I would love to know how long I'm going to wait. Like, what's the average time it takes for someone to get on the floor? Well, it's varied widely for us because I have several girls that didn't do hair school. So I have to tell them, be patient because some of them are really, really eager. And I'm like, but you're basically going through school. So that might for you be two to three years. But okay. someone out of hair school, like I say six months usually. Okay. All right, cool. So so if I bust my butt, I can get done in six months. But if I don't and I'm lazy, I'll either get let, let go <laughs> or it'll take me a year. Right? Yeah. And it's not, yeah. And it's not even really lazy. It's just like, I mean, I haven't really had any lazy employees, but I, it's more like if I don't feel like their skill levels there yet, but like cutting is the biggest one that always kind of scares okay. me because I feel like my, the younger girls are great at coloring but I still need their cutting skills to get up there. And then speaking to the clients, consultations, things like that. So the more I see that, then I feel more comfortable releasing them to my- do you, Will customer. you, uh, do you ever release them to do what they're good at early? Like uh, if I'm good at color, will you, will you let me do color, but not let me cut? Or you're like, no, you can, you got to wait until you're- No, finished. that's fine. I mean, that's basically right now, the ones I have, they're just doing their color because that's where they're stronger. So all the models they're bringing in, but I haven't had them take on like an Ash customer that calls in yet because I want that to be, I want them to be ready, ready. Gotcha. I, the, one of the biggest challenges I've found with young stylists is there's a lot of like uh, smoke around the, uh, the hiring process, but also compensation and training and the transition onto the floor seems to be really important to them. They don't want to wait forever, especially coming out of school, but um, I have talked to a lot of them. They understand that they're not going to go straight onto the floor, mm -hmm. uh, but but the uh, the expectation is anywhere from three months to a year. Uh, yeah. So I so I think uh, having that information for them is super valuable. How many applicants would you say you get uh, you see on a regular basis, like on average per month? Mm, I don't know. Maybe one to three a month. I don't know. One not to tons. Three That's yeah. all. That's a good inflow. You could really pick a cream from the crop, like like the cream that rises to the top. Like if you have a lot, then that means- I feel it's like they come when we don't need them. And then when we need them, I'm like, where are you? Yeah, <laughs> no. well, that's the other thing. <laughs> what a lot of students do when I've, when I've gone to guest speakers, they'll wait, uh, wait until they're really close to the end of their school, if not wait until they graduate to find a job. And then it's like pressed for time. And um, I'm trying to spread the message of uh, start communicating with the local salons. Yes. Start going to school and establish sure. relationships with them. Um, but anyway. Um, you can do night. We had several girls, like, you know, they'll work to go to school during the day and then work a couple shifts. I mean, even if they could work one shift a week at the salon on a Saturday or a Sunday, and then, you know, it gets them in the door. Right. And they get to start seeing what they like, what they don't like, which is really important because you don't want to like go full in on a salon that you're just taking a huge risk on because you're in a tight spot and you need a job. And uh, I know from experience, like I had gotten into positions where like I left within a year because it was just like awful. But, you know, as a hairdresser, you don't really want to do that too many times <laughs> before you... No, you need to start building a base and getting your clientele and yeah.
it's just it's better to get it established so yeah you're right like kind of a way for you to feel out if you're happy there and you see yourself having a place to grow there as well yeah so um what do you uh think attract is it about your salon that attracts uh people to hit you up at that rate of one to three people per month well i think our social media is typically how i think the younger girls find us um so the all the girls are so strong at that and we really do focus on that here um to document our work and photograph a certain way so I think the young girls then want their Instagram to look like that and they might see it, you know? So then that's why they're drawn to our salon. Um, and then we have a good reputation. Like the girls that work there are also happy. So I think they tell their friends and it gets around to other salons. Um, so I think okay, just- cool. Uh, so if uh, for all your viewers who um, aren't familiar with Ash Salon, uh, Ashley is, uh, done, does a really good job at like including her team in the uh, social media y'all do like a big like a big photo shoot with your whole team every year which is all about which it looks like makes it look like a, a group of powerful women like working and just crushing it and like like you, heard, <laughs> like you mentioned earlier you also uh, are really like the camaraderie team building stuff so if you had one piece of advice that you could give to other salon owners so that they can attract top talent, what would your piece of advice be? Well, I, like at the beginning, I started out really small with just like a powerful team um, with high compensation. And I don't know. And I was really inclusive, letting my team have a voice in it too. Like I, I always I like to say we more than it's just like me all the time. I like to include everybody. And I mean, before COVID, we would always be doing events and going places and I'd take people out for dinner and drinks and throw Friday night little socials, like just always doing stuff to get the team, like to feel more like a family than a job. Like, you know, I really want them to have that. And I'm, I'm just like a little softy. So I like love everyone like they are my family. That's good. I mean, I show, show your, uh, show your team value. Uh, and, um, don't make it all about yourself, you know, get, yeah. and, uh, and that'll reverberate through your brand, whole brand and that'll attract people to you. I think that's super powerful. Yeah. I mean, I feel like ego is a big thing that people in this industry struggle with and it's, you know, like trying to be like, I don't know, some diva or whatever. And I'm not, I'm definitely not like that. So I think people do say I'm nice to work for because yeah. I'm not. Unless yeah. I'm pregnant yeah. and then I'm not good to work for. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The, horm the hormones were real. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, that's, and that's part of life too. Uh, but in general, it sounds like you got to, you, you, uh, you're more about the team than yourself. And that's hard for a lot of uh, people. That's hard for a lot of owners of capital, people who have the money to open up a business. A lot of, a lot of the times those people, uh, they don't get into it for the re for the people and for the craft, you know, they get in it to make money. So uh, even if you are getting in into make money, I think your, your advice is super valuable, you know, just figure it as something you can quantify. Um, what is one piece of advice that you would give to a rising stylist applying for the first time? Um, like I said, follow up with me, um, do your research, um, for the whatever salon it may be, um, look at their website, 
know some facts, compliment the owner on like things that she's doing at your salon that which leads you to want to work for them. Cause then you're like, okay, they really are serious about this. They they've done some research. Um, and then just bust your ass. Like, you know, I've worked for years as a shampoo girl and, and it, you might have to take a step back and do more of the grunt work originally, but it'll pay off. I always tell our like rising stylists that, um, you know, you might be doing this, but once you put your time in and it might be like six months to a year, but you will be fully booked once we release you. Like we just have a, we have so many calls. So I'm like, I'm just doing this to get you ready, but you will have a book and I, I can guarantee them that. So it's worth putting the effort in the harder you work, the more, you know, I want to give you that. So. Right. Nice. I like that's, that's a super powerful message too. Uh, pay it. You got to put the investment doesn't, it doesn't end with school. The investment the investment continues throughout your entire career, but there's a huge investment after school as well, which I think is a very important message to deliver. All right, well, uh, this was great. Thank you for, uh, for, for taking the time and um, uh, we'll chat next time. Everybody, this is Ashley Gray. Thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah.